In this episode, I speak with Mr. Alain Ferro, director of the Grass Institute of Perfumery, located just north of the French Riviera. Mr. Ferro has been director for the past 35 years. The art and science of perfume creation is a fascinating and complex world that is very much protected. Since 2018, the skills related to the perfume in grass, that being the cultivation of perfume plants, the knowledge and processing of natural raw materials, and the art of perfume composition became inscribed by UNESCO on their representative list of the intangible cultural heritage of humanity. Scent has the power to evoke feelings of love, happiness, lust, sensuality, peace, energy, the list can go on. It can create strong positive stimuli for your moods and the emotions you feel. Our previous experiences also have a very strong impact on how we experience scent. Welcome to the Rare Conversations podcast. I'm Leonie Milano, and I chat with creative entrepreneurs and business owners around the world about what it takes to start, sustain, scale, and sell a business. We talk about real-life scenarios to help you understand the path before you, to inspire your journey. I transitioned from working in film, TV, and global events to working with creative entrepreneurs through mindset coaching and mentoring. I'm on a mission to help entrepreneurs embrace the journey, understand themselves better, accelerate their growth, and get the most out of life, making sure they have a hell of a lot of fun along the way. Mr. Farrow, it is so lovely to have you with me today. Thank you so much for taking the time. How are you today? I am very fine. Thank you. And thank you for the interview. I'm so happy to respond to your question today. Can you give me a little bit of background on you and how you got into working in the perfume industry? Yeah, uh, to be exact, I don't work in the perfume industry. I work in the school who train the people who work in the perfume industry. So it's a little different. Uh, I began my career a long time ago. I am uh, in the training center for 35 years, so <laughs> yeah, it's behind me, not uh, in front of, but I have <laughs> years <laughs> to, to, to go home. I began when I was very young, I, I was uh, 20, 24, I finished uh, my studies of uh, chemical engineer, and I, I was recruited by the training center to, um, to develop uh, some uh, software about uh, training for distillation and extraction. Mm. So uh, I realized that for some years, um, during this, this the same time, I followed a, a PhD in uh, computer science to, to combine my uh, theoretical and uh, chemical engineering and the development of software for the, for the training center. And uh, a few time after, I, uh, I reached at the, the post of uh, director of the training center. So I am a director for more than uh, 25 years here. Grass is known as the perfume capital of the world. Can you please explain about the history of grass and the importance in the perfume world? Yeah, of course. Uh, we said actually, we said more the cradle of uh, perfumery because uh, uh, capital is uh, a little perhaps too much now. 
historically, it was the capital of perfumery. The, the story of Grasse is very old. It's a very old city. So, yeah, sent a long time ago, it was... Yeah, it, yeah, it began been. a long time ago. Uh, the city of Grasse is well known uh, till the Middle Age. The, the story of the city began not with the perfume, but with the leather industry and uh, mainly for the gloves. There was a lot of producer of uh, very good quality gloves in, in grass because uh, in the area, in the Middle Age, they uh, grow a lot of uh, chips and uh, there were much more chips than inhabitants in, the, in this part of France. And uh, the leather was used to make uh, very good quality gloves. And uh, in the uh, 16th century, they decided uh, to uh, perfume the gloves because um, the odor of the leather was not so good. And Is that because was, of the chemical application to the leather? Yeah, yeah the products they used to, to treat uh, the leather. Uh, was, I think uh, also the leather, yes. Very difficult because it's come from animals and so on. And the odor was very, it's not like the, the leather we, we buy now, of course. And uh, for delicate people, it was um, at, the, at the time of Versailles in Paris. So the, the king and queen uh, live in Versailles and um, the Bardodor was very strong. So uh, the perfume industry began because of the, the, the Bardodors. And in grass, the first application was to uh, perfume the gloves. But mm-hmm. uh, in a few time after, they uh, discovered that uh, perfume was more interesting than leather. So they began to plant a lot of flowers used to make uh, natural extract. Because when we speak of perfumery at the end of Middle Age, uh, beginning of uh, New Age, uh, perfumery was in fact only extract of raw material. It was not right. compounding like today. We mm-hmm. use just oil, essential oil, extracts from uh, mint, uh, from uh, different plants, uh, rose and so on, and local plants. It was just pure oil that was uh, used in uh, concentration. And in this time, it was not used on the, on the peel. It was uh, used on the, on the dress, essentially. A lot of perfume were solid perfume mm-hmm. and it was used for, to have a good odor around us and for the comfort of the people, not for the other people. So it was so different. So the, the beginning of the perfuming grass, we consider it's 300 years ago and uh, with the creation of the first corporation of fragrance compounder, uh, the name in French was uh, La Jurande des Gantiers Parfumeurs, Gloves and Fragrance Producer, mm-hmm. 300 years ago. Can you please talk a little bit about the production, the extraction processes? I understand that there is distillation, maceration. Yes, maceration is not so interesting for perfumery. In perfumery, you use, historically, there is much more process, but actually there is two processes. One, using water. We call that hydro distillation, distillation by water. It is mainly used, for example, for lavender and lavandine, which is a product mainly represented in, uh, in the fragrance and uh, where France is uh, the main producer in, in Europa. And the second technique is volatile solvent extraction, used, for example, in grass to extract uh, jasmine and rose. And uh, you obtain, uh, in, uh, with the water, you obtain what we call 
essential oil. Mm -hmm. And with solvent, we obtain what we call absolute. That how long does that process take? It depends. It depends on the products. Sometimes you can have an extract in some hours and sometimes you need uh, some days. So uh, it depends on the capability of the solvent, water or not water, to uh, break the cells of the, of the vegetable to obtain the, the oil. And what about the renewal of the natural plants? Yeah, this is a very good question because in grass, we have different uh, step. Uh, the, the first step was till the, the Second World War, where mm -hmm. grass was really specialized on natural products. And the only or quasi only production was to extract natural extract and sell them all over the world. There were big companies like Chiris uh, and Roux, who were the mondial leader for uh, natural raw materials and uh, big development all over the world. After the Second War, uh, there is a big development of chemicals, extracts, and products, uh, winter in the perfume field. Mm -hmm. And uh, progressively, will dis disappear uh, the, some natural products because uh, product to, to produce this, this raw material in the area of south of France began more and more expensive. We are in an area called French Riviera. It is one of the most touristic of the world, and the price of the land began higher and higher every year. So for the producer, it was very difficult to keep the land to cultivate flowers, and a lot of them disappear, and we built some villa. So from 1980 to the end of the 18th century, the production of raw material has degrow mainly, but it has changed after the, the new uh, the new millenary. There is a, a renewal of the um, demand of uh, natural raw material, and the place of grass was ready to produce very high quality product. And now we have replanted a lot of hectares of rose and jasmine as we can because there is no place enough, but. Uh, the right. products for the big companies is very important. For for example, for Chanel, for Guerlain, for Dior, they want local products, even yes. if they are very, very expensive, but it's very important for the quality of the, of the fragrance. There's so many synthetics now. People can be affected with synthetic perfumes, but also natural perfumes. I think it depends, but obviously the natural ones are a lot more desirable. Can you describe what is referred to as a nose in the industry? Yes. So it's a name used from a time, but uh, not so used by the perfumer themselves. Uh, nose right. refers to the nose, to the sense of course, but a perfumer is much more than his nose or her nose, of course. Uh, yes. We prefer use the term of master perfumer because uh, it's mm -hmm. a perfumer who have a long experience, more than uh, 20 years, that we call a nose. So we consider that uh, there is uh, around uh, 100 very, very, very well-known uh, perfumer, master perfumer, but uh, there are thousands of perfumers who work in all the industry. And uh, the nose, the master perfumer, has a long experience 
and uh, is more in the creation field of uh, what we call uh, luxury perfume or niche perfume or very high-level mm. perfume. So, what is the ratio of male to female? In the past, it was mainly men. After the creation of the first school of perfumery, uh, the women reached mainly the school. So the actual mm. population is... Uh, 80% of uh, female for 20% of, of men for the, the youngest right. generation and, and less than 40 years. And in the population of 40, 60, it's equal. And more than 60, it's more men. And what skills does a perfumer need to have studies? Actually, when we recruit perfumer, they, uh, they have a high level of training, at least uh, a master. Mm -hmm. Some of them have Master of Science because a part of the activity belongs to the chemical industry. So they have to know the products, how to use them. They have to have uh, some knowledge about uh, analysis because they use a lot of chromatography in the company. But uh, also some of them come from the creative parts. They are more artistic. And even if they make high studies, it's not obligatory studies of chemistry. Even if 70% uh, of uh, the new perfumer are also chemists, we have a part, uh, we have uh, other sort of training. Mm -hmm. And can you explain the structural elements of perfume in terms of the, the different notes? Yeah. Of course, uh, a perfume is described, it's, it's a mode of the description of three main notes. So we spoke about top notes. Mm -hmm. It's easy to understand when you open a bottle of perfume, the top notes is the first note you have on the nose for the first minutes to 10, 15 minutes. It's mm -hmm. a more volatile product. Usually, you find this product or uh, the, the citrus, the citrus nut. Yes. Orange and so on, because they are very volatile. Not the only one, but the, the mainly known. Uh, like, for example, when you, you open a bottle of Cologne, typical Cologne mm -hmm. is mainly fresh fragrance with uh, most top top and very low bass note. After right. the middle notes, the middle notes are the substance who are less volatile. The middle note that uh, you can scent uh, during the second part of life of the, the fragrance is from uh, 20 minutes to two, three hours. So mm -hmm. it's uh, more heavy molecules, keeps more in the, on the skin. And in the hand, you have the base note. The base note are frequently um, musk note, uh, you have uh, leather notes, uh, you have wood notes, are more heavy. And they mm -hmm. stay in the time, and it's uh, the sensation you keep after some hours. It depends on the top notes. When we say the perfume keep along on the on the skin, it's because you have more fixative and more the, the rest of fragrance. Right. And the, the difficulty is to harmonize, of course, all, the, all this note to have an equilibrated fragrance. Hey everyone, I'm excited to jump in here and let you know about my upcoming program for 2022. People say knowledge is power, but that's not entirely true. If you do nothing with that knowledge, it's worthless. If you implement it, you become unstoppable. Creating your own business takes work, commitment, dedication to getting tasks done, working through the frustrations when you realize it's more than you thought, 
and you feel like you're always on the verge of quitting. The easy thing to do is give up, but that just perpetuates a cycle because when there is something you can't stop thinking about, something that you really wanna create, you'll never be able to shake it. What we're not taught in school is how our brain actually works. It is so hardwired with our individual beliefs based on our own life experiences that it takes the utmost awareness to know what you need to do differently to achieve your goals. This is the single biggest thing that can be the deciding factor on how well you live your life. When you're starting a new business, there are stages you need to go through. Analysis, planning, testing, strategizing, taking action, in tandem with accountability and support, etc. This is what I help my clients with. In my 10-week program, I'll take you from being stuck and not knowing how to grow to getting clarity and confidence that will get you to the next level. We'll make sure your niche, target market, offer, and strategy is solid by implementing systems and a step-by-step action plan to strengthen your foundation that will allow you to grow faster than you could have imagined. You'll gain clarity and confidence with every step not ever having to return to where you were ever again. I work with a limited number of clients at any time and to really help you, it needs to be a mutually beneficial fit. This is for someone serious about their growth, for someone who's tired of just getting by to having a healthy business that actually makes money. If this sounds like something you're interested in, send me an email to hello at leonimilano.com That's L-E-O-N-I-M-I-L-A-N-O.com with the word apply and we can jump on a call to see if this works. If you can tell me one thing that you got out of this episode, I'll add an exclusive bonus. Now let's get back to the episode. The science of it, aside from creating the actual scent, you really have to take into consideration the top, the middle, and the bass notes. Of course, because if you just have one of the notes, perhaps your fragrance would be very interesting for a few minutes. But after, when you have this on your skin, if the odor in two hours or forever after is obvious, there is a big problem. So you have to equilibrate from the top mm. to the bottom notes. And that's why eau de toilette disappears. This is dependent. It's fairly it's fast. Really true. It's dependent also of the concentration. When you say eau de parfum, eau de toilette, or cologne, there is also the concentration of uh, alcohol, more or less uh, volatility. Yeah. So there's a lot of different factors in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's why chemistry is so important. Also, in the it's product. fascinating, isn't it? Why does one perfume, if we get a perfume and we put it on you and you put it on me? And it smells different. Why is that? This is chemistry. You are because there is reaction between the molecules of the perfume and the enzymes of the skin. The, of so each individual not person. The same enzymes in the skin. So yes. uh, it makes difference because uh, all the skin are different, are not the same. So it depends uh, on the country. It depends also, uh, you know, the natural mm. order of the skin depends. Hardly of uh, what we eat also. Right. I didn't so think of that. For example, in Africa, in Asia, uh, in Europa, because uh, elementary usage are so different. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Does your school create signature scents privately or for companies? I mean, I know you have the school where you are teaching perfumers. 
But if somebody wanted to come to you uh, and say, we want to have a signature scent created, especially for us, is that something that your company does? No, no. We don't do that. We don't do that because uh, we work with students. They have to study. They have to learn how to create perfume. And it would be very difficult for a young student to create finished perfume, I, I will say. At the end of the, the scholarship, they, they are able to create some fragrance. But uh, to be a confirmed perfumer, they know that they will have to work at least three to five years with a senior perfumer to begin really perfumer. That to develop, right. perfumer when they, they finish the school. So to create line, it, it would be very difficult for them, yeah. So they do the schooling and then they have to commit the three to five years with preferably in one of the big companies. It's quite a process. What part of the business do you enjoy the most? Uh, of course, for me, the, the part most interesting is the human part. The exchange uh, with the people, we have the chance to have created an international school. We receive people coming from all over the world. The school was created 20 years ago, and we have received more than 70 different nationalities. Different, right. different ages, different profiles. So it's really, really interesting to, to have this exchange with all the world, all the culture, all, all the approach of the perfumery is very different, as I said, mm. when you speak uh, all with uh, Japanese people, uh, with an Indian people, with an American people or coming from Australia, New Zealand, uh, Russia. It's really, really different. And uh, the mix of uh, people is very en enriching for mm. us and for them, of course, because uh, in the group, you sometimes we have 12 students per year and sometimes we have more than 10 different nationalities. What's the criteria to be able to study at your school and how long? It's, so it's a three-year uh, study program? No, the study uh, at the institute is one full year plus right. six months of internship. They get to be placed by yeah, your yeah. school? Yeah, after, after, after the, they finish the theoretical, it's not so theoretical because we make a lot of uh, practical, but uh, when they finish the school, they have to make six months uh, of internship or in grass or all over the world because of we have people who, who make the internship in Dubai, in Germany, in Italy, and so on, in India, why not? But as you said before, they must have a master's, preferably yeah, the, the, the in The difficulty actually is the selection, because we have only 12 places per year. Mm. It's very few, and we have more than 200 applicants. So we oh. have to select the good candidates. So we have a first part of selection with about diploma and experience on the curriculum VT. And after we do a test. So we do a half day test to see the abilities to recognize the odor, but not only, also to manage with their creativity and the uh, technical learning. So it's at the end of the process, we select the, the 12 students. How was the school affected during the pandemic? It was so difficult for us, like for other school, but more for us because uh, as we received students coming from all over the world, when in pandemics in France, at the, the moment, they closed all the school for two months in 2020. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, 
the people who came from India, United States or Japan uh, wanted to come home because their parents wanted to have the children with them, not, not right. uh, so far for, for the, the long time. So they go home for many of them. And after, when we reopen the doors, the airport was clo were closed. So we have to wait to the reopening also of the airport. So we lost four months of training. Mm. We have to decalate all the dates because we didn't want to, to, to lose of the students who have paid a lot and came from all over the world. So we have um, made the end of the training four months later. And uh, we decalate the new one and so on. So it was uh, really difficult. And a part, a little part of the training was made um, online, but very limited because um, in perfumery, you need a lot of products, you need materials. Of course, it's difficult to make uh, online courses. Do you have any other smaller online courses or not really your focus is with the main curriculum? Yeah, of course, because uh, as we speak, is uh, the longest training uh, that I present, uh, the training to become a perfumer. It's a long course, but uh, many people don't want to come for one year. They, uh, they want to discover the grass perfumery for shorter course. And uh, we have a lot of uh, course, short courses uh, for two weeks, mainly in grass, because when the people can come, it's better to come in grass and to discover the manufacturing, to discover the fields and so on. It's better. But during the pandemic, everything was closed. So we have created, we have invented a new way to, to teach. And we created some kits, mm -hmm. uh, very important kits, like a mini lab of fragrance that we send to the, the students. And we have made online course, long online course, because it was also two weeks but mm -hmm. at home with the own laboratory, but with the teacher. It was not filmed course, it was real-time course. So for three hours, I was in meeting very few people. It was six people only. Mm -hmm. Sometimes one from India, one from uh, Japan, uh, one from uh, Indonesia, and they met uh, online and they are all the same kit and the mm -hmm. teacher had the same kit and they made the same course and here but online and uh, on the morning, for example, there are the course and the afternoon they have the exercise to do with the lab and it was corrected at the second time and so on. And we, we train a lot of people like this because um, there is a big success mm. and uh, more than 95% uh, of satisfaction. for the, for the And it's a good way to know if you really are serious about it. You can get a really quite a good indication in the two weeks as well. Yeah, it's a first level. Eh? It's not to be a perfumer. It's a yes. discovery course. But this is like a discovery, the yes. People, the people uh, like it and a lot of them wanted to do a higher level. We have created after a level, we, we made level one and level two. And now we have created a level three for people mm. who wanted to improve more. The same online also. What do you see as the future of the perfume industry? The fields in grass are protected now. Partly, we oui. yes, because now uh, grass, you know, was uh, in UNESCO, not, not mm -hmm. grass the city. It's not the protection of the city. It's the protection of the know-how about perfume. So three parts. One is the cultivation of raw material of plants, jasmine and rose mainly, but there are also other products that. Uh, Orange blossom, which is very important. We have also the mimosa, the tuberose, who are very important plants 
of the, the fragrance industry. The second part protected is the extraction process, distillation and distillation. And the mm -hmm. third part is the mixing of the raw material to create fragrance. This is really important. And there is not um, a protection, a hard protection of the, of the land, but um, there is a, a politic decision to block some part of the territory to plant um, to, to plant uh, rose and jasmine mainly in tuberose and to help uh, the youngest farmer mm. to come and install in the land where normally the price of the land is very, very high. So they make uh, some rent or some help uh, to, to install a young, uh, young farmer and uh, to produce more raw material. And what's the most expensive perfume ingredient? The most historically the most expensive, but not so used now. It's uh, amber from uh, Tasha. But uh, to be honest, uh, nobody uses amber now. Uh, from the products really used, actually, we have uh, the tuberose extract mm -hmm. by uh, CO2. We don't know the price, to be honest, but we know it's more than 100,000 euro per kilo. Times the price of the, the gold, yes. Produce uh, 100 grams by, by year, but uh, yes, very, very high quality products. You don't need to use a lot of the... No, no, of course. You, you know, the plants of grass are used very, very few quantity. There is no, no possibility to use in huge quantity. The price is one of the factor, but the other factor mm. is the, the production. Mm. Uh, the main productor of uh, rose in grass not really in grass, it's uh, just behind, it's Pegomas. It's the field uh, who belongs to, to Chanel. And uh, there is 10 hectares. It's not so big, 10 hectares. Mm. In the 10 hectares, you have rose and jasmine and tuberose and, uh, and oris and uh, other plants. So the production is very, very low with very high prices. What is your most favorite perfume that has ever been made? To Which be one honest, I have no response to give you. <laughs> <laughs> you probably you probably have a thousand of them. <laughs> to be honest, I, I personally I am very fond of Osovage. Osovage okay. was created by Edmond Ronitska, who is a very well-known perfumer of grass, Cabris. Cabris is very near grass, and it's my, my favorite. Right, and it's a very popular one. Products are wonderful in the perfume industry. So this is a very old fragrance. What is the best way to apply perfume? Some people, they'll spray it on their clothing, others on their wrists, on the, the neck. Where is the best place? Normally, what is recommended is not to put on the skin because you can have with the sun, you know. Uh, yes, because natural products sometimes can react with sun and make some uh, skin problem, problem, uh, few problems. So but it is better to no, put it on the clothing. It is recommended to spray on the on the dress more than on the on the skin. Than on the skin. Ah, that's very interesting. Well, uh, Mr. Farrow, it has been so lovely speaking with you today. Thank you so much for taking the time. If, if people want to learn more about your company, where can they find you online? It's very easy. We have a website, an English website. Name is grassperfumery.com. So you have more, lots of, lots of information. You have some uh, film, you have some interview of perfumer, evaluator, description of the different uh, information to, to study in the institute and so on. 
I really enjoyed it. I learned some more things about perfume and I really appreciate your time, Mr. Ferro. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was a very good pleasure to, to share this time with you. Thank Hope you. All right. <laughs> I w- I'm definitely coming to visit you in grass. Will you take care and I'll, I'll speak to you soon. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've just finished listening to an episode of Rare Conversations. If you enjoyed today's episode, I'd love for you to leave a review and share it with a friend who you think would be interested in this topic. And if you have a business question, please send it in to us. We may very well answer it in our next episode. So be sure to tag me on social media at Leone Milano. The show notes and other information can be found at www.leonimilano.com. Thank you again for listening and we look forward to having you back with us again soon.